So uh, today is today's a big day, all right? And, and, and today I'm, I'm excited to be able to share some things that we've done in 2018, but also share some changes and some things that we're moving forward uh, in 2019 with. Um, you know, it takes a while to develop into uh, uh, or, or change or, or manipulate or, or kind of move forward a culture. Think about your home. You know, when you first get married and, and you try, you're kind of figuring it out, right? Like you go on your honeymoon and you're like, this isn't that bad. We got this. And then you get home and you're like, no, this is, this is terrible. This is, uh, you know, none of you had that experience. But, you know, it's, it's like, wow. Okay. And you kind of, you, you get your bearings. And then all of a sudden, after a while, you start realizing how your marriage works, right? You start realizing each other's personalities. And, and, and then you start kind of, you start feeling like a team. And then you start accomplishing things. You start having babies or, or whatever the case is. Maybe it's a career path. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, as far as the body of Christ, it's a lot like that. It's a family. This is a family, all right? This isn't a club. This isn't uh, just something we do on Sunday mornings. Uh, in this room right now, there are lifelong friendships. There are relationships between all three locations. There's just decades and honestly centuries of, of, uh, of you know, relationship and, and, and value. And so as a family, things shift and things change. It's just the nature of it. And the church is no different. You know, guys, culture changes. The world we live in changes. It develops. People's, the way that they receive information and they learn or they carry out things, their focuses, it changes. And so as a byproduct, the church changes. The method changes. The message never does. All right? Jesus is the reason that we're here. Okay? That's what we were just singing about and talking about. Uh, Jesus is the, the, the cornerstone. Okay? And so that, that never changes. But maybe the way, I mean, y'all look, we got, we got electricity. We got AC. We didn't have that, you know, 60 years ago. It wasn't looking the same way. Okay? Things change. And so in the way that we do church, things are going to change and shift. And so we're excited today to talk about some of that. But uh, we have a great church. I want you to know that. We have a great church. Every, every church, like a family, we got our issues. We ain't perfect, all right? If, if, you, if you're coming, maybe you're new, okay? If you think like, okay, I finally found a church. I'm going to see if it's perfect. I'm going to just go to, I'm going to break the ice right now, all right? It ain't perfect. We're a bunch of people. And, uh, but, you know, above that is, is our love for Jesus. And that, that drives us and that fuels us. And, and we live in unity, right? We live in unity. We fight for unity with one another. And so anyway... So we have a great church, and in 2018, uh, we had a really good year, even in spite of a ma massive transition. Guys, look, I'm kind of preaching to the choir with this, but whenever a pastor changes, that's a big deal, all right? That, there's, there's a lot involved in that, and uh, that's why I thank you so much for, for you know, uh, staying, honestly, all right? Staying, <laughs> it's just, it's just, I'm very honest and transparent, you know, and, uh, and trusting, because I know a lot of you, your kids are in this church, your families are here. And again, like a family, it, it, it takes trust. And so, so thank you for that. But I wanna share with you some wins from 2018 and some of the biggest wins. And the first one I wanna share with you is the, you know, really the whole reason of what we do, it's for salvation. Guys, look, every single Sunday morning we come together, every small group, everything that we do points to Jesus being made real in people's lives, that they would hear the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is, what he did for them, and there would be faith born in their heart, and, and it would be released, and God's grace would meet them where they're at, and they would, they would be justified. They would be saved and realize their need for him, but also realize that he loves them immensely. And so last year, we had 696 salvations at Northwood Church, documented salvations. It's incredible. 
And you know, we're not, we, we, we love salvation, but we also love people taking their next steps. All right, and, and last year, 140 people took their next step in getting water baptized. That's huge. These two things, it's almost like, you know, step one, step two, a person saying yes to Jesus. And in that number, a lot of people maybe had, had committed their life to God before, but then they maybe recommitted. You know, there's a lot of things in that scenario, but there's 140 people that not only said yes, but they said, you know what? I've never been water baptized. Or maybe, maybe they had been water baptized whenever they were young. You know how that goes sometimes? You get, you get water baptized, but it was more like a, your friend maybe was doing it. I don't know, something like that. And, uh, and, and they took their next step. And so, so it's a huge deal. This is why we do what we do. But there's another next step that a lot of people took that we're excited about. And every single Sunday morning that you come here, every time, the, the, the teams that we have are what makes Northwood Church services happen. All right. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a volunteer appreciation night in November, and, or maybe it was December. It was November. Yeah, it was November. And, um, and one of the moments is we had our staff here at the church uh, lead worship. It wasn't worship. All right. It was sounds. It was just music, but it was bad. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just to show like what happened if the staff had to do worship all by itself. And, and it was terrible. I mean, I love my dad, but he's a terrible singer. And um, it was very evident in those, in those moments, you know. Uh, but anyway, teams are what makes uh, everything actually at Northwood Church happen. Our small groups, our small group leadership team, it, it makes everything happen. And so last year, we added 208 team members, uh, and, and that brings us to a total of 841 team members here at Northwood Church. And to the 841 team members at Northwood Church, I want to say thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, I'm saying thank you as a representative of Northwood Church, but to be honest with you, can I tell you what's really going on in the back of my mind is that you do it for God. And so I'm saying thank you, but honestly, uh, you know, we do everything and we truly believe that we do everything as unto the Lord. And that includes our service to people. So you're not serving me. You're not serving the staff. That's not the way that this is. It's not some sort of weird top-down thing where it's, oh, thank you. But, you know, at the same time, thank you because you give of your life. Look, small group leaders, I know what it's like. You know, you, you worked all day and <laughs> you got small group that night. So you go home, you know, you, you, you eat some food sort of and you clean up the house and then you kind of put that smile on, right? And people walk in the doors and, and then God meets you there and his grace is sufficient for you, right? And then you're filled with compassion. Um, but it's those, that's sacrifice. That's sacrifice. And that's the life that God has called us to live, a life of sacrifice to serve him and to serve others. And so thank you for that though. And um, so <clears throat> that's sort of the, the first thing I wanted to, to share with you. But I want to move into this next thing. And, and before I do, I, I want to share with you the why. Why do we do all that we do? Why are we here right now? Why do we have small groups? Why do we have teams? Why? <laughs> like, why? And the why is this, is that we exist to help people know God. And it's a very broad statement, but it's a very accurate statement because guys, look, some people need, they need to know God as savior. They need to know him as Lord. Some people need to know him as healer, right? It's a, it's a broad statement because it's a, it's a broad situation. Many people have been hurt. Maybe some people, when they, when they think about God and they, they compare him to a father, that doesn't really make sense because they didn't really have a good daddy. 
And so whenever they begin to look at God as Father God, it, it doesn't really connect well. And so some people need to know God in that way, as a loving Father full of grace and compassion for them. You get what I'm saying? So, so we want to help people know God. And in that, uh, we believe that the local church is God's plan to help reach people who don't know him and help them be found and healed. We really believe that. We believe that God instituted the church. He started it. And so here we are, you know, a couple thousand years later, and we're carrying out this mission to help people be found and healed. And we believe that the world needs more life-giving churches, all right? The world needs more life-giving. There's a lot of churches, guys, that are shutting down all over the world, but there's a whole lot of churches that are starting at the same time. So this whole, this whole mindset that the church is in trouble and the church is on the decline and all of this kind of fear-mongering about the kingdom of God, the, the Bible that I read says something like the gates of hell don't stand a chance to the kingdom of God. And so don't live in fear about that, guys. Right? The church needs more local churches, and, um, or the, the world needs more local, local, local churches, and that's both locally and globally. And so globally, we're going to talk in a couple of weeks, uh, or actually next week, about what we do globally in helping plant more churches. Uh, but locally, we believe that God wants to expand his kingdom right here in South Mississippi. We really believe that. And uh, it's no secret. We talk about it all the time. Come on, we are one church with three locations, right? One church with three locations. The other way that we talk about it is it's like one home with three rooms, okay? And every now and then you add on a room. You expand the foundation, right, Stephen? <laughs> it sounds easy, but sometimes it's not. But you expand a little bit and you add another room in order to accomplish what needs to be accomplished. And so I want to share two exciting plans that we have in, in 2019 to begin um, expanding Northwood Church in South Mississippi. And, uh, you know, uh, Gulfport has been here since 1980. And then we began our Wiggins location in uh, 2003. And then we began our, our Long Beach location in 2014. And whenever we built Long Beach, we knew that the auditorium was going to be a pinch point. All right, I believe that probably right now y'all are feeling it over in Long Beach, okay? And uh, it was gonna be a pinch point. It was just the nature of the buildings the, and the property there. And, and so we, we put about $1.3 million into renovating that facility and, and making it what it needs to be, adding on a lobby and whatnot. And uh, here we are about four years later, and the auditorium is no doubt a pinch point. And so, uh, you know, what I want to let you know today, and especially Long Beach, let you guys know, is that we are in the process of beginning to plan to build a, another auditorium right on the side there in Long Beach to expand uh, from about a 200, 220 seat auditorium, maybe around 500 seats. And uh, that's what we want to do. So, so yeah, come on. Um, I know you guys are probably over the hit pause and, you know, and just like did a little dance, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they all just did this because they're like sardines, you know? <laughs> I thought that was funnier than, anyway, so, um, but that's, that's the first thing. We're excited to do that. There's a lot of due diligence that goes into that. So, so in case you're one of those people that's like, okay, in three weeks, we're going to have a building, right? <laughs> no, no, we're not, but we're going to be in the process of that. And so there's a, there's. There's a light at the end of the tunnel there in Long Beach. But, but the other thing is this. Uh, the second thing is, um, again, it's been no secret. It's, it's been no hidden thing that we believe that God has called us and equipped us 
to continue to expand our reach in South Mississippi. Um, it's been something that's been deep in our hearts as, as pastors for a very long time. You know, it started uh, with my dad whenever we were here in building two with about 30 people. And he's, you know, we're not gonna, he, he would say, we're, we're not gonna just stay a small church on the side of O'Neill Road. We're not just gonna remain in that place. And like, there is more, there is, there's more ground to take. And it's, here's the deal guys, it's not more ground that we take Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to cross those lines up. It's not. It's not like, ooh, look what we are creating and what we are accomplishing. It's that's what we just talked about at the end of the worship, where it's like, you know, I don't silence fear. Okay, the power of God overcomes and silences fear. It's the same thing in the kingdom of God. We personally, like in and of ourselves, don't advance the kingdom of God. It's the power of God in us, the Spirit of God leading us and guiding us and empowering us to advance his kingdom, right? Like a co-laboring. And so, so, so we're looking to expand here in South Mississippi. And so again, we have three, three locations, Gulfport, Wiggins, and Long Beach. And so I'm excited to announce to you today that uh, we're, gonna, we're beginning the process of starting our fourth location. And uh, that fourth location is gonna be in the great city of Ocean Springs. Come on. Yeah. We're excited. Come on. <laughs> and you say when how next week no 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 whenever we went to start long beach we knew that god was leading us that way okay like like west and we begin to pray we begin to ride around and and okay it's it's a lot like looking for a home you know where you, where you're you go and you walk in the house and they're just like, ah, this just isn't it, right? We had that experience whenever we were looking at maybe Bay St. Louis or we're just going around all over it. And we, we even went to D'Iberville. We went all over the place and, and, and we just weren't, there was just not that, you know, that moment. And then we drove through, through Long Beach and we began to talk and, and it was just this moment of yes, like this is it, this is it. And there was faith that was born in that. And um, I think it's safe to say that God has immensely blessed the work in Long Beach, to say the least, okay? The amount of lives that have been changed and impacted uh, is incredible. And it was very much the same when it comes to this decision right here. It was, we knew that, that, we knew that God was, was speaking to us. We knew that it was there. We knew that the heart was there. We, we just knew it. The timing, the where, all of those things hadn't really worked out yet. And, and the same thing, we were driving around praying, just like, God, what do you, what do you we're here. We're, we're, we're willing to, to do whatever it is. And if you don't want us to do, do anything, just make that obvious too, okay? And, um, and it was, through, through a series of events, there was just that moment where it was just, yes. And it was step out in faith. Guys, you know, whenever you get engaged, you know that moment where you, there's, there's a lot of buildup and you're like, oh, how's this gonna work out? And then finally you put the ring on the finger and, and, and you're excited, but then you stand there at the, and you, and you give vows, right? And you vow your life to one another. And I don't care what anybody says, it is like stepping off a cliff, man. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just knew that I knew. Yeah, but there was still that little bit of like, <sighs> we were at a wedding last night and I was watching the groom before it started. He walked around the place like 17 times. Like, <laughs> you know, sweat, you know. He's all like chill and all of a sudden it's five minutes before, right? I mean, come on, 
There's that edge of faith. There's that, that you're stepping out, and it's no different with this. But let me tell you something. God says that he's with us, that he doesn't lead us somewhere and leave us. And so God has led us, and, uh, and he's with us. And so we're excited. The first thing we're going to do is begin doing uh, uh, intentional small groups in that area. And I'm actually going to talk about small groups here in a moment. And, uh, but, but if you live in the Ocean Springs area or the surrounding area, uh, we'd love to invite you to be a part of those small groups and, and begin to build that. And uh, we've got some plans. We're not just, oh, let's just see what happens. We, we got some plans, but uh, you'll be hearing more about those. But the big thing is I want you guys to begin to pray. Begin to pray that God would lead us and guide us. Look, and the other thing is this. Anytime that we start a new location, uh, we have no competitive spirit about us. We're going, and we're going to link arms with the other churches that are there to go reach people. There's a lot of people all over the coast. And let me tell you something, even in this room right here, right, in, in all three locations, there's a lot more people in our cities that we're already in that need Jesus, okay? We don't compete. We're all in the same team. There's a lot of churches that are in that area that have been sowing seed and, and tilling the soil and praying. And, uh, and so we're just, we're excited to join the effort. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So, so that's that. That's that. All right. So the next thing that I want to spend the rest of the time this, this morning that we have is um, talking about something that we have done for a very long time. Uh, we've done small groups here at Northwood Church f- since 1993. All right, and in case you don't know what small groups are, they're exactly what the words mean, okay? <laughs> they're groups of people that meet together in a smaller setting, and uh, it's in people's homes. It might be in a, in a coffee shop. It might be, it, it could be wherever. And uh, this is how small groups started here at Northwood Church, is basically Sunday school. It's pretty much what it was. And, and, we, and we split it into, I think it was four different groups at the time here in Gulfport. And uh, it was Sunday mornings, and, and those four groups of people just begin to meet and, uh, and have a lesson and, and roll over that lesson. And then we did something groundbreaking, and we removed it from the church uh, building, and we begin to meet in homes on Sunday nights. And something special happened. Um, it, it wasn't this, like... Very, very, I guess, what's the word, you know, institutionalized feel of we're, okay, we're in this time slot and ba-ba-ba-ba. It got more relational, where people begin to have relationships with other people versus just maybe a pastor on a stage, right? All of a sudden, it began to, it really flattened out the relational connection in the church to where people begin to minister to people. The body of Christ begin to support the body of Christ, Right? That is a huge, huge threshold to change in, in, in the local church, is where not everybody is looking to the, to the pastor for all the answers and for prayer and whatnot, but they realize that they have the same spirit inside of them to minister to one another and pray for one another. And it's, it's just been a great thing for the past you know, 25 years. And so, so we've done small groups a lot of different ways. And if you've been here for 20 years or whatever, you know, we, we've done it quite a few ways. But if you've been here at Northwood Church for maybe the past 10 years or so, uh, you know, eight, nine, 10 years, then you know how we've done small groups. We've done small groups where is what we would refer to as sort of like a, a free market type of structure, which is, uh, hey, you know, you, you've got a certain book that you've just read and, and, and man, it really touched you and you'd like to do a small group and it's a study on that, 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 that book or maybe it's a Bible study or, hey guys, I was in an ultimate Frisbee group for a very long time, right? It was, I mean, there was a bunch of different groups and, and those groups accomplished a lot of things. A lot of relationships were built 
And, um, and so with small groups, though, like I said earlier, everything changes, everything shifts. And we feel that there is another shift to how our small groups should, uh, should operate here at Northwood Church. And so this is something that we've been talking about for a very long time. And um, I'm really excited to be able to finally share it with you because you ever know how it is whenever you've got plans, but you like can't really talk about them openly because there's a time and a place. Well, today is that time and today is that place. And so here we go. Um, in, in our small groups, we've had, again, a lot of different lanes, a lot of different options, a lot of different things going on. And in one sense, that's been great. By the way, everything that I'm about to talk about is not looking back and saying it was bad or negative or unfruitful. That is not what's going on, okay? Um, but We've had a lot of different lanes. And so what we're doing is first off, we are gonna be uh, condensing those lanes. And so basically here at Northwood Church, um, and I'll get to the schedule here in a second, but, but coming up this year, we're gonna have three different lanes of small groups. Number one is freedom groups, which you guys know what freedom groups is if, if you've been around any amount of time. Uh, they're really, honestly, one of the first groups I would encourage all of you to be a part of if you've never, if you've never been a part of a small group is to get in a freedom group. And uh, so anyway, we've got freedom groups. Number two is we've got something called grief share groups and, and it's led by Mr. Randy Robbins. And it's an incredible group for people that have gone through uh, major loss in their life. And it's just, it's been incredible. Um, and, and so we're going to continue to do grief share groups. And so those two, you know, most of you are pretty familiar with, but the third, the third lane is what we refer to as sermon-based small groups. Now, this is what a sermon-based small group is going to look like. Many of you, if you were in Serve Your City, Serve Your City groups, then you kind of know where I'm headed with this, but this is, this is what we're going to do. Whenever we talk about uh, a subject on a Sunday morning, what we want to do is continue that conversation into a small group setting. Continue the conversation, because let me tell you something. What we talk about on Sundays, a lot of times gets the wheels turning, right? It gets your heart spinning. But then where do you flesh that out? Where do you talk that over? A lot of times it stops at the door on the way out. And we want to continue that conversation on, as well as the whole church being on the same page, on the same page. And in conjunction with sermon-based small groups, I want to let you know that next year, this coming year actually, we're going to we're going to begin to to focus deeper into the Word of God. Two years ago, y'all remember we had Year of the Bible, and what we did is we went through the whole Bible uh, in in conjunction with the One Year Bible. It's a, a reading plan that by the end of the year you've read through the whole Bible. And uh, what we want to do is is sort of go a little bit deeper in that. This is something that that I know. A lot of times, we're talking about things that are symptoms but not the core issues. What I mean by that is a lot of times when it comes to the gospel and the good news of who Jesus is and what he has done, a lot of times we skip over the condition of sin and we talk a lot about the conduct of sin. And the problem of that is that we, we miss the whole gospel in the, in the equation. And so my heart is to really almost reel things in and rewind a little bit and start back at the beginning of who Jesus is, that he is God, that he came to this earth, lived a perfect blameless life to die for us, to make a way where there was no way, to give us uh, uh, his grace, to justify us, make us righteous before him by no effort of our own. <laughs> 
That is huge, by no effort of your own. Because the problem is when we skip over that, then we immediately go to the whole entire thought process that I've got to be good to be righteous. And that's impossible. It's impossible. And so our goal is to really uh, uh, slow down a little bit and look at the word of God and begin to mine out these truths in a way that would stabilize all of our faiths and help us to see clearly. And let me tell you something, as you study the word of God, all of the surrounding things in your life, your marriage, your finances, your, your motives, your purity, all of those things naturally, by the grace of God and the power of God in you, begin to change. See, there's a misconception with a lot of people that says, my marriage is bad, I need to go study marriage stuff, right? Like my finances are bad, I just need to go study finances. And guys, look, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, okay? I'm not talking in extremes. But many times we go to Google before we go to the Bible to fix things in our life because we think we, we, want, we need to fix the fruit on the tree, right? Instead of maybe there's something a lot deeper in our hearts that needs to be changed. Let me tell you another thing is that we never get bored with talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. We never get bored with it, right? There, there's different, just as soon as you think that you kind of got it figured out, you turn it a little bit, you turn that prism, and all of a sudden you see Jesus in a completely different way. And it produces more faith and more grace and more love and more compassion. And so this year, that's what we're gonna seek to do uh, between our Sunday morning services and our small groups uh, is have sermon-based groups. So freedom groups, we're gonna continue to do those. We have grief-shared groups for those of you who maybe are walking through some very difficult times in your life. And then also uh, the majority of groups will be sermon-based groups. And so we're extremely excited about that. But what's the goal of it? Well, the goal of small groups and the goal of these sermon-based small groups is to grow in our relationship with God first and foremost, all right, and I hope that all of you are here today at church, and like when I say that, you're like, yes, I wanna grow in my understanding and my relationship with God, yeah. right? Like that was, man, you guys are just like really excited about that, I could just tell it, man. You're just like, <laughs> my face isn't showing it, but man, I love Jesus. And we're gonna grow in that, all right? but we're also gonna grow in our relationship with people. Guys, look, if you attend Northwood Church, but you were not on a team or in a small group, can I just be honest with you? You're about 30% in. That's what I would consider you to be like as far as involvement in Northwood Church, as far as, as, as your investment in and what you will get poured into, it's about 30%. Because there's a whole lot more than just what's going on in the one hour that we have together. And, and, and I think that's where we go from country club to actual family, is whenever we realize that. Because if you just show up on Sundays, I wanna be honest with you, it's sorta of like a club. It's sorta of like a, hey, I'm here, and I checked it off on Sundays. But, but, but like, how does that carry out? If you just talk to your family once a week on Sundays around the dinner table, and that was it, that's weird. <laughs> it's not a family, all right? And, and, and we want to continue to move forward as, as a family. And not a weird family, by the way. Not like where everybody's in everybody's business and it's all kind of strange. And some of you are like, I don't want another family. Mine is crazy. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Let's have like a really good family, but not a crazy family. Y'all with me? Okay. All right. So we want to grow in our relationship with God and with people. Um, also, whenever you're in a small group, 
That's where you can receive proper pastoral care. This is a big concept, y'all. Look, if you're not in a small group, we cannot guarantee that you as a person, as your family, is gonna receive proper pastoral care. And when I say pastoral care, I am not talking about me, okay? That's another giant problem in the church is the pastor knows everybody. He knows all of their issues. As soon as something goes down, he drops everything and shows up at the doorstep. He leaves his family to go help theirs, right? Which we don't, we don't do that, okay? Pastoral care, pastoring is shepherding, is caring. Many people have a pastoral gift, not just the pastor, okay? He's given pastors to the body of Christ as well as other, other gifts to help the body of Christ and to build the body of Christ. And so look, small group leaders, they are an extension of the pastoral care of Northwood Church. So whenever you are in a small group, if your small group leader reaches out, if your small group, if, if, you know, if they reach out and they, they come visit you or they talk with you, guys, look, that is, a, that, that is being cared for pastorally. You're being pastored. If you're not in those environments, we can't guarantee that, that put it this way, you could walk away from Northwood Church saying, you know, it's like one of those churches that, I don't know, it's like a big service and all that. And like you miss you miss like the, the roots, you miss the depth of being in relationship with people and being cared for and how the body of Christ is really supposed to operate. And so, so there's pastoral care that uh, all of you will be able to really tap into. And I wanna encourage you to, to be in a group. Now this is where, honestly, most of you are probably thinking, it's like, okay, okay how, like, how much is this gonna cost me? Right, like what's the schedule? Well, here's the schedule. This is the schedule, and this is a little bit of a tweak of the past couple of years, but our 2019 small group schedule is gonna look like this. We're gonna have a spring semester from February through May, and that's a 15-week semester, and then we're gonna have a break in June and July, and we're gonna continue on in our small groups starting in our fall semester, which is from August through November, which is another 15-week semester, and then we'll have another break for winter in uh, December and January. And so that's our rhythm. That's our, that's our rhythm in small groups. And you say, well, four months is 16 weeks, right? Well, yeah, there's a couple of weeks of, you know, you, you got some, some off weeks in there as well. But that is gonna be our, our, our 2019 schedule. So you can go ahead and, oh, where's all my calendar people at, right? Like, you, you know, you've already, you're like, okay, so we've got this on that night and this. So I cannot, hack, I can't be in a group on this night because we have this. And then if I move that around, then I can, you know what I'm saying? The rest of us are like, duh, cool, yeah. <laughs> All right, it's like February, you know, the day before our small group and we're actually like, oh, I gotta go to, I gotta go to a small group tomorrow. Yeah, that's right. And I get it, we got all kinds here. But, but this is our schedule and this is, this is our rhythm, okay? How many of you like rhythm? You like patterns? You like something that you can look forward to and lean into? There's another concept though about these small groups that I want you to understand because this is something that's, that's taken place from time to time is, oh, I'm gonna be out of town this week. And so therefore, like, I can't make it or, or you know what, I might have some business trips, I might have some vacations. And therefore, like, I don't want to get in and then then miss. And the, the first cool thing about these small groups is that you can jump in at any point, And you haven't missed anything. Because every week, we're teaching, we're, we're, we're gonna be moving through, actually, I wanna let you know that we're gonna be moving through the book of Romans in February through May. And so, so every week, we're gonna be hitting a chapter and a, and a thought and a theme. And so therefore, just show up and boom. But, but there's that first thought of, I might be out of town. You can jump in at any point. If you're new to the church, you could jump in at any point. 
It's, a, it's kind of like an open small group concept. And this is the other thing. I'd love it if, if maybe your small group's on a Sunday night and you're out of town or maybe you get sick, that you wouldn't say, oh, I missed small group this week. Oh, well, I'll hit it next week. But rather, there would be this, this, this thought process of, you know what? Let me look on the list of small groups and let me catch one later in the week because we're all talking about the same thing. Maybe you have a buddy that's in another group, right? Or a girlfriend that's in another group or whatever. And that you would go that week and you would spend time in that group. Our groups are, again, we talk about generosity, right? Like open-handed. Our small groups, as, as leaders, we're open-handed. It's not our five people and no more. That's not our concept. That's not the way that we think. We want to help people know God. And I believe that consistently getting around with other people and, and talking through the word of God, uh, the simplicity of that is life-changing. And I believe that our church is going to be healthier and stronger. Come on. That we are going to be moving forward in our understanding of who God is and how he, he, he looks at us and understands us as well. Our concept of God would grow. And I believe our faith is going to be encouraged. And this is what I believe. I believe that our church is going to grow, not just numbers, but in health. Amen? So y'all with me? Come on. The last thing I want to, I want to say before we, uh, before we turn it back over to our locations and, and then I want to pray with you is, um, is there's many of you in this room that you were a, a leader or a small group leader at some point here at Northwood Church. And over the years, maybe you've kind of hit pause, right? And, and maybe it was the structure. Maybe, you know, it could be a plethora of things. It could be your, just your life, man, going through things. There's so much richness and so much faith and, and so much experience in so many of you that I'd love for you to consider uh, joining up with the small group leadership team. Small group leaders, it's a team of people that lead our small groups here at Northwood Church. And, and I want to encourage you to re-engage in that. Maybe some of you have been a small group leader. I want to encourage you to continue to lead people. Some of you have felt a yearning to teach and to pastor, right? Some of you have felt like, man, I'm, I'm called. I, feel, I feel like I've got a calling in my life. Can I encourage you that a calling does not mean standing on a platform with a mic in your face. <laughs> it's not what that means, full time. Like you start ministering and you start caring for people where you're at and you let God take care of the future, but you just be faithful with who's in front of you right now. And many of you, there's a whole lot of people that could, could, could use and benefit from you stepping into that role. So I wanna encourage you, maybe if you've been kind of kicking the tires to, uh, to, to re-engage in that. And we've got some information that we'll share from location to location here in a moment about how you can do that. But I just wanted to encourage you in that, to step into that role, amen? Amen, amen. let me pray for you right now. Come on, Father, we thank you. God, we thank you for leading us and guiding us. God, we thank you that you're with us, you're for us. God, that your spirit has, has, has built us up, God, and has, God, that you're with us to guide us to that next place, God, to guide us forward. And so, Father, we pray that as these plans begin to be carried out, God, that every decision that's made would be stamped by your power, but be stamped by your, your presence. God, we are submitted to you. We are honored to be a part of your kingdom, to be called children of God. We are honored to be adopted and grafted in. We thank you for your grace 
that empowers us to be saved and also empowers us to be sanctified and, and grow in our understanding of who you are. God, we thank you that you don't force us to do anything, but by your kindness, you draw us to repentance. And God, if there be anybody in all three locations today that doesn't know you, God, I pray that right now in this moment that you draw closer to them, that you would draw near to them. Come on, if you're in this place, Long Beach or Wiggins as well, if, if, if you just know that you've been, you've been living outside the will of God for your life and you know that today you wanna make a decision to follow him, it's not very difficult. God's done all the work. Right here in this moment, just say, God, I surrender my life to you, all that I am, my plans, God, the sin that, that's just in my heart, Father, I just submit it to you. I thank you for, for giving me an opportunity to bring my unrighteousness and God, that you exchange it for your righteousness. I thank you for your love and your grace for me. Thank you for this church, God. Thank you for all that you're doing in us. Pray that you bless us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen, amen. All right. If you just made that decision, let me be the first to say congratulations. The decision to follow Christ is just the beginning of your relationship with God, and we'd love to help you with your next few steps. We're one church in multiple locations. We have a campus in Gulfport, Wiggins, and in Long Beach, Mississippi. If you're in one of those areas, we'd love to see you at one of our live services. You can visit our website, northwood.tv, for service times and directions. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time.